You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham, on a Wednesday, and we've got some cool stuff to talk about today, mainly the NBA. We had a big night in the NBA last night. And uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me was that LeVar Ball is now somehow a star. <clears throat> no, not Lonzo. LeVar. LeVar is hanging courtside with uh, Spike Lee at Madison Square Garden. And the guy somehow, someway, is like a global icon. <laughs> um, I guess when you have a really loud mouth, that happens. And he, he did a he did a post game interview, Lavar, again. So again, not a player, not a coach, not a trainer, a fan. <clears throat> did a post game interview with ESPN, and he was actually pretty well spoken in it. Um, talked about how it's so much fun, and really plugged the NBA. You know, you should spend your money here. Don't go to the movies. Blah blah blah. But just really funny to me how Lavar Ball is somehow now this global icon. He's he's becoming a star. You know, and I hope he tones it down. His sons are now signed in Lithuania. Uh, the Lakers have made it very clear that they don't love his antics. So hopefully he, hopefully he kind of tones it back a little bit to not ruin the future of his sons in basketball. Because um, when he tones it back, he is kind of fun. But like I said the other day, quoting Colin Cowherd, he's just loud and obnoxious for the most part right now. So hopefully he tones it back. Um, but Lonzo had a good night last night. Lonzo looked really good. The Lakers lost. It was an overtime game against the Knicks. But uh, Lonzo had one of his best games of his career, honestly. He had 17 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. A couple of highlight plays, obviously, the the one-handed alley-oop uh, over Porzingis, for the most part. Had a deep step-back three. Um, had, a cool, had, a, had a nifty move into the lane where he finished with his left. He looked good. He looked good. So, again, 17 points. Eight rebounds, six assists for Lonzo, but the Lakers lose in overtime. They're now ten and sixteen on the year. The Knicks with the win are fourteen and thirteen. Um, the Knicks are thirteen and five at home, one and eight on the road. That's a, that's a pretty massive difference between home and away. And there's also a surprisingly larger number of games they've played at home, by the way, to this point in the season. But again, I just want to touch on the Knicks are better without Car- Carmelo Anthony. And the Thunder are worse with Carmelo Anthony. That guy, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm praying for my own <laughs> prediction's sake that the Thunder can turn it around. They play the Pacers tonight, and that'll get really interesting because what you know, obviously the Pacers is where Paul George came from, and you look at what Demontis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo are doing in his stead there in Indiana, and the Pacers are a better team without Paul George. Victor Oladipo has better numbers across the board than Paul George does this year. And DeMontis Sabonis is averaging like 12-8. and 8. I mean, right now it's looking like the Pacers won that trade. And uh, at the time, it looked, it looked like they got jobbed. So, interesting game tonight. But I wanted to talk more about that Knicks-Lakers game. Kristaps um, Porzingis had 37 points and 11 rebounds. Is this guy an MVP candidate? I think he is. I think Chris Stapps Porzingis absolutely has to be in the MVP race, in the MVP talk. The guy uh, just continuously gets it done, leads his team in almost every category, 
And he's averaging on the year um, 26 points, 6.8 rebounds, 2.2 blocks. So he is 7th in the NBA in points per game, 2nd in the NBA in blocks per game, and then he's throwing in 6.8 rebounds to go with it. And I'm thinking, man, if these guys make the playoffs, he's got to be in the talk, right? I mean, you can't be in the MVP talk if your team doesn't make the playoffs, especially in the East. But if you make the playoffs and you're top five in scoring, top two or three in blocks, I mean, you got to be in the conversation. He's a he's a game changer. He's a player. I think he should be in the conversation right around maybe the fourth fourth spot. I would put him behind LeBron James. I'm going to say James Harden just because he's putting up the numbers, and I know people are going to vote for him, and right now he's probably the favorite, but it's a joke. James Harden is not an MVP. I'm seeing this stuff, all this Houston stuff. They're not going to win the, the West. They're not. It's not going to happen. The Houston Rockets will not go to the NBA Finals, and they're certainly not going to win the NBA Finals. I would, I, I would say the Warriors are the favorites over the Cavs in the Finals, but I would say the Cavs would be the favorites over the Rockets for sure if the Rockets somehow, some way got there. But James Harden, whatever, um, putting up huge numbers, uh, did it last year, but obviously lost out to what Russell Westbrook because he averaged a triple-double for the entire season, which never happens. And so the chances are that James Harden is going to win the MVP, but you have to give it to LeBron. I mean, LeBron is far and away the best player in this league. Last night was it just another outstanding performance by LeBron. And I'm pulling up the... So on the season, LeBron is averaging 28.2 points, 9 assists, 8.2 rebounds. He's almost averaging a triple-double. So again, 28.2, 9, and 8. So he's he's closing in on triple-double, you know, uh, statistics for, for his season averages. Last night, he was 11 of 13 shooting. 11 of 13. Two of three from three. He had 17 assists. A career high. Ties his career high. He was a plus 19 on the floor. 25 points. And two steals to go with it and seven rebounds. And the Cavaliers get the win. They move now to 20 and eight on the season. LeBron James is doing everything this season. He's doing it all. He's he he's having the best season of his career. And I did a podcast on the truth about LeBron James in his 15th season, and I compared him to other players in their 15th seasons and to Michael Jordan at this same age because that's comparing apples to apples. Jordan retired for two years to play baseball. Jordan went to three years of college. That's five years. Uh, that's five NBA seasons that LeBron has an advantage to, to rack up all-time numbers. But if you compare their age 32 turning 33 season to each other. LeBron turns 33 here shortly, um, and uh, Jordan turned 33 in February of the same, you know, the same season. So they're, they're basically the, you know, born at the same time, um, month-wise. So within the NBA season, they, they have their birthdays. Sorry, that was a long, weird explanation, but that's what I'm getting at. Within the NBA season, they both had a birthday. So in the season where Jordan was 32 and th- turned 33, which is this season for LeBron. Well, that was the season Jordan went 72-10 and 10 with the Bulls, won the MVP, averaged over 30 points a game, won the Finals MVP, won the All-Star Game MVP, was first-team all-defense. Uh, the guy was literally Mr. Everything that year. And that's the kind of season that LeBron is starting to have. 
I don't think he'll win the MVP because I think he's going to lose it to James Harden, whose team will have a better record and his stats will be better. Therefore, he'll get the MVP. But to me, if you if you you know, it's kind of funny. I knock the eye test when it comes to college football, but when I when I watch basketball, the eye test tells me LeBron is far superior to James Harden, and I think that the, that the eye test tells that to everybody else as well. The numbers don't say that though. The numbers say that James Harden averages more points, more assists, uh, his team's winning more games, but LeBron to me, is for sure the better player, for sure the MVP. You take him off the Cavs, they barely make the playoffs. With him, they're going to go to the finals. And so he he really should be the MVP. But I would <clears throat> I would put uh, him first. I'll, I'll say James Harden second just because he is putting up the numbers, and you can't argue with that. It's, it's kind of got a history of being a regular season award, and so James Harden's got to be in there. And then I would probably put uh, Steph Curry or Kevin Durant next, and then maybe a, you know, Greek Freak and Kristaps Porzingis kind of in that range around four, five, six, somewhere in there. So to me, those are your M- MVP candidates. Uh, it certainly isn't anybody on the, the OK3, which has turned into a disaster and it's making me look foolish because I said that I think they'd go to the Western Conference Finals. But it's December, I'm not going to freak out yet. Another team I said to look out for and that could potentially go to the Western Conference Finals was the Minnesota Timberwolves. They've got a great young core. They lost last night, though, to the 76ers in overtime. And I watched that game. It was an impressive comeback by the Sixers. On the road, down the stretch, just bucket, stop, bucket, stop, bucket, stop. Back and forth, great defensive plays, followed by great offensive plays. Crawl back into it, take the lead. Tie, you know, Then Timberwolves tie it back up, goes to overtime, and then they pretty much dominated the overtime period. Uh, the Sixers did, that is. And they get the W on the road against a great Timberwolves team. Joel Embiid leads the way with 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Jimmy Butler had 38 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, the Sixers now 14-13, and 13, still no Markel Fultz. And you got to think, how good could these guys be once he gets playing? Joel Embiid said, the, bi- the biggest thing for us is we got to stick together. So he knows if this, if this group, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, uh, Foltz, who hasn't really played much yet, Covington, uh, Yarich, or however you pronounce his name, <laughs> uh, Redick. If these guys all stick together, the Sixers will be a top three team in the East next season. Next season, with this same squad, they'll be a top three team in the East. Experience does wonders for NBA players, and these guys are so young. They'll give him one year of experience, especially if they can sneak into the playoffs this year and get around, you know, maybe they get swept in the first round, but just getting that experience of playing in a playoff atmosphere, it'll give them a taste of what it's like to be in the playoffs. I think the Sixers end up being a top three team in the East next year, probably finishing third behind the Cavs and the Celtics, unless LeBron leaves the Cavs, then they maybe he goes to the Sixers and they finish first, but they're a really good squad. And they're going to be fun to watch for years to come. And I'm, I'm with Joel Embiid. I hope they do stick together because they got a good thing going there. Um, other big news in the NBA last night was Kawhi Leonard made his season debut. Somehow, someway, the Spurs lost to the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are 8-20. and The Spurs are 19-9. and Don't ask me how that happened, but that's what happened. The Spurs lost to the Mavericks in Kawhi's return. But Kawhi was a plus eight. He played 16 minutes. Uh, he had 13 points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. 
and he was a plus eight, which means he was a minus. The the, the Spurs as a team were minus thirteen when he was off the floor. So you can't blame it on him. Looks like he did his part. I'm excited to see Kawhi Leonard. A lot of people say he's a top two or three player in the world. At least they did last year. This year, nobody's talking about him. Kind of funny how a guy who was an MVP candidate, uh, argued by some to be the best player in the world, really just by those who don't want to admit that LeBron is, but that good of a player, and nobody was talking about how he missed the first 25 games of the season. But he's back now. I'm excited to see what he can do. The Spurs just keep getting it done. So they're a team in the West. The West is stacked. The West in the NBA and the NFC and the NFL, they're just stacked. Great teams from top to bottom. You look at the top teams in, in both leagues, the NBA and the NFL. And yeah, you get one or two from the, the AFC. Obviously, the you know teams like the Patriots and the Steelers are both in the top three in the league, maybe even in the top two, if we're being honest. But then the next like six teams are all NFC teams. And the same is true with the NBA. You've got the Celtics and the Cavs, who are definitely in the top four, five. But then you look at the top ten for the entire NBA, and they those might be the only two teams in the East that make the top ten. In fact, I would say they are the only two teams in the East that would make the top ten. Because you've got, obviously, the Warriors and the Rockets. And then you've got teams like the Spurs, who... Nobody talks about them, but they're 19-9. and nine. And you've got teams like the Timberwolves, um, OKC, who is not, you know, their, their record does not show it, but they've got the talent. Um, the, the Nuggets are really good. I'm just trying to think, like, what teams would be better in the East than these teams. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks and the Raptors are good. It's, you know, but it, do you really see any danger there come playoff time? I don't know. I don't. But anyway, the, the West is stacked. The NFC is stacked. Last thing I want to talk about today, segueing from NFC to NFC, Aaron Rodgers is back. Aaron Rodgers will make his return this week against the Panthers with the Packers having a slight glimmer of hope at making the playoffs. If they win out, I think they get in. Uh, they'd, they'd actually need a little bit of help even with that, but I think it's help they'll get. <clears throat> and they've got a tough road ahead, though. A very tough road ahead. They start off with the Panthers, but how how good can they be with Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, think how good Jordy Nelson was with him, how good you know Devontae Adams was with him, and how they've just fallen off without him. If you play fantasy football, you know what I'm talking about because you went from having stud receivers with those guys to having pretty much nothing. So it'll be really interesting to see what the Chargers, or excuse me, not the Chargers, the Packers can do. And it's going to get really fun really quick. And I'm trying to pull up that. I don't even see here. There it is. Panthers. Yeah, so they're at the Panthers. And they got to win out. They got to win out. And uh, it doesn't get any easier from there if you're a Packers fan. It does not get any easier from there. Because then you got to play the Vikings, who are one of the best teams in the entire NFL. And then you got to play at the Lions. So the chances of winning out, to me, are slim. Uh, but if they win out, I think they get in. So... Aaron Rodgers is a guy that can make a world of difference. So I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to take the Packers this week in Carolina and it's going to make things really interesting coming down the home stretch in the NF, uh, in the NFC for the wild card. That's all the time I got for today. I am out. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Bingham. Peace. We got the same. We got the Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. 
simply the best in sports. Yeah.